Yeah, Middle Maga coming on in a second. He was on a couple months ago. So let me get up this up here and let's get our guy on here in the room. Oh, snap. I almost forgot the music. You guys always reprimand me for not remembering the intro music. This will be uploaded as a podcast later. So let me put on the Call Me Ignorant theme. You know it. You love it. Let's bring uh, Middle Maga on into the room and we'll chat about some stuff. Let's get it. Let me... Let's get it. it. Yo. What's Middle Maga in the building. Hey, man. How's it going? <laughs> I'm good, man. How yeah. you feeling? Good, good. Hey, and so uh, first of all, I want to congratulate you. You were on Tim Pool, so uh, yeah, that was awesome. Um, how that? I mean, did you? I watched the episode. What was the experience like? Oh, it was great, man. Tim's a class act. Runs a first-rate business. Uh, he's a he's a true businessman. Mm. So I, I, you know, I was surprised that he would even have me on there in between what Matt Gates and somebody else more important. You know, mm. Candace Owens was on yesterday, but that's much respect, man. When you look at Tim Pool, to have people who have smaller channels on his show when he could only fit, you know, he could fill it with whoever he wants to. Uh, that's much respect to him. Mm, yeah. So. When, when did you understand? Because I'm big on the inside baseball thing. Like, mm -hmm. when when did you get the email or the call? Like, what was the process like? Are you allowed to uh, say what it was like? Well, I you know I'll I, I, as long as I don't put them in danger, I think we're yeah. good. So I won't I won't do any of that. But um, Cassandra McDonald used to go by Cassandra Fairbanks right. is their booker. So she's the one that books the guests, and she's open about that. She'll post on Twitter. I, I think very highly of her, and um, she reached out. I I didn't I didn't reach out to get on Temple. I didn't think he would even have me on, but uh, she reached out. She she said, "Hey, I think you might. I think you. I think you'll get along with the guys." So I was like, "Well, of course." I was like, "Bet, <laughs> let's mm, do it." Of course, yeah. So about a, a month career thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. About a month before. Okay. All right, gotcha. Mm -hmm. But I saw that you didn't uh, announce it until just a couple days before. Was that kind of strategic or like what? How does that work? Um, I, it's probably up to the guests, but I follow the show. I, I yeah. literally watch the show every day so mm -hmm. much. It's probably scary how much I watch the show. And they, they don't announce their, their guests. Mm. So I already knew they don't announce their guests. I was like, I'm not going to announce myself, even though I wouldn't have a big reach or anything. I just wanted to keep it true to the show. And then also oh. leading up to it, Tim had lost his voice. So I, I, I honestly didn't know if he was going to cancel or not. Okay, gotcha. Um, so by the way, just a quick thing. Are you getting a little choppy video on your end? Or is it, that just my... So that's uh, not on air right now, so we can continue on. Because I, I can see it on your end and I can see it on my end, like when I move around. But I think that uh, it's not on air. So anyway. Um, okay. So, you know, one thing I uh, so you're a big t fan of Temple. And, you know, what we're going to talk about today, we're, last time I had you on, I uh, um, we, we said we we're going to talk about race a little bit. We only touched on that briefly. I do want to ask you about your thoughts on China, because that was kind of a, a quick comment you made last night last time saying that China's trying to take over uh, the country or something like that. But um so do you still watch uh, Nick Fuentes? Oh, absolutely. He's okay. going every day now. Yeah. So you <laughs> watch Tim, you're fans of Tim Poole and Nick Fuentes. Yeah, I'm a fan of a lot of people. I'm fine with people on the left, populist mm. left too, like Jimmy Dore. And mm. I'm a fan of people who think critically. I don't need to agree with you on everything. Mm -hmm. I like people who challenge, who challenge me. That's why mm -hmm. I like your show. Cool. You got the humor and all that, but you yeah. challenge like, hey, did you think about this or mm. what about that? Nice. So, I, it, yeah, I, I like Salty Cracker. That's one yeah. of my favorite dudes. Nick Ricada, okay. Elijah Schaefer. 
Do you watch all, everyone you just listed? Did you do you watch like all of their content? Oh, I can't. No, there's not enough time in yeah, the world. Tim Pool is a stay. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Pool yeah. is a staple. Yep. Young Rippa, Eric mm-hmm. July is a staple. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Charlie Kirk has become a staple. Well, I, uh, Nick is a pretty much a staple. I missed his last couple, but Nick yeah. is a staple too. Yeah. So do you think, I mean, I uh, agree with you. I was about to say in principle, but I should say I just agree with you. I, I think that having a well-rounded uh, palette or I guess a, a bunch of people you listen to and people that cri- think critically and challenge people, these are all very good things. Do you think that How do you think, you know, I used to be like that in the sense that I, there was like 12 different people that I watched that I was, that I watched a lot. And the further right I got, the more, I guess, I don't know if it has something to do with being right wing, but I started to not see the value of the, of the center that much anymore. Not, I'm not really trying to insult you. I know you're you're kind of a centrist or you're like in the middle, but what I'm what I'm asking you is, what direction do you feel your? I guess your your career over the last couple of years, you've been moving right, but you used to be like an AOC fan. So mm-hmm. do you see your you becoming further right than you are in the future? Like how how where's your head at as far as what direction you're going in? Uh, I'm moving further libertarian Ooh. now, okay. libertarian party. Yeah. Um, I still rep MAGA. Libertarian party doesn't have any power. Mm. Like MAGA held up the speaker vote in D.C. And uh, MAGA's, Matt Gates the other day said abolish the ATF. That's a libertarian position. Said Marjorie Taylor Greene said the same thing. Mm-hmm. So there's overlap there with MAGA and libertarians. And um, so I'm definitely further right, further libertarian. But um, I like to hear ideas from all spectrums. Yeah. I'm in the middle, but when it comes to topics, I'm, I think I take a hard stance. It's mm-hmm. just that my stance might be all over the map, yeah. uh, depending on the topic. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely a type of centrist. That's probably the only type of centrist that's acceptable, right? Because we've got a couple people in the chat that that are, that are regulars that identify as centrist, but they're the same types. They're, well, they'll take a stance on an issue, but they're not a lockstep with a certain party or a certain political leaning. I saw you make a video. Um, where I, I, I saw you make a video about Marjorie Taylor Greene. I thought the analysis was uh, was super spot on. Uh oh, wait, did did. Oh, he just left. Give me a second. <laughs> He's like, actually, I don't do shows with white supremacists. Uh, hang on, let's get middle back. Oh, he, he's back already. <laughs> I messed that up. I apologize. That's okay. Uh, I don't know if you heard the uh, joke I made, but yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, he left. He's like, he's like, uh, actually, I don't do shows with white supremacists. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I don't, I don't, I don't. We don't want your kind here. Okay. Um. So yeah, you made a video about um. Marjorie Taylor Greene, and I thought that uh, that was a really good video, and I kind of clipped a segment from my own stream, and it was called Marjorie Taylor Greene Hated by Both Sides because the far left will always hate Marjorie Taylor Greene, but she threw the MAGA caucus under the bus, and that was your whole, what you were talking about in your, uh, in your video, so why don't you just talk a little bit about what, how you saw the way that she kind of played that whole speakership thing. Yeah, um, I was very heated at her, as heated as it makes sense to be at a politician. You don't, you don't know, but um, I don't know what's going on with her. At that moment, even if you, even if she was siding with Kevin McCarthy, she should never throw the courageous six or the steadfast five, who whatever you want, or the twenty-one that held up the speaker vote. I think the core was the six. You should never. I was pissed at Charlie Kirk too. Never should throw them under the bus. 
you didn't have to throw them under the bus to back McCarthy because he was going to give you whatever you wanted. And it showed her true colors. I'm not going to dwell on it now that we're past it, because I want because it's a good moment and she's on the House committee doing some of these investigations. But um, I, I'm, I got a one eye looking at her like I don't trust yeah. her at all. Yeah. Yeah, I completely am off the Marjorie train. I mean, I, I saw her speak at AFPAC um, last year, and it was cool. Um, it was cool, but, I mean, the whole America First crew, now that she's denounced Nick Fuentes. I know. You know, it's, it's, you know now that she doesn't really have – well, the thing is, it's just a shame because right-wingers keep doing this where they will always be hated by the left, always. They're going to call – they call normal – people. I wouldn't be – you know – they probably call you a white supremacist, man. Yep. Yeah, like, so why would you ever play ball with them and, and disavow the far right when now you, you're just in the, in the center and the bad center? You know, yeah. being a centrist as a politician, that's weird because it's, uh, you have to, con well, what do you think about McCarthy? Oh, I'm not a fan at all. He's a weasel, man. He's, <laughs> he's a great politician. We've got to separate these things. He's morphed from the young gun, Paul yeah. Ryan type right. establishment dude to, hey, there's this movement coming that's like the Tea Party, but much more refined, much more energy. They have a true mascot, which is or maybe was Trump. That's a different topic. But he, he's like, I got to get in with them. So I'm going to start doing this type of stuff. I mean, part of the reasons the midterms didn't turn out the way we wanted it to was because of Kevin McCarthy. He took, yeah. he allegedly, he took for the Congressional Leadership Fund, took money from SBF and FTX and spent it against all that money from SBS was anti-MAGA money. That's all it was infused into politics to be anti-MAGA money. Mm. He took that money. Right. Suppressed the um, MAGA candidates because he had a conflict of interest. He's the speaker. He knows the MAGA candidates are going to make a move on him. Why would he help them get elected? Yeah. Do you, to, to, to your point, I mean, so are you of, you know, and then this is a kind of a common left-wing MSNBC talking point, or I guess people that agree with that. Um, are you, do you think there should be as much money or any money at all in politics? I think there, Andrew Yang had a great idea. I think you have to have money in politics. Yeah. Andrew Yang had this idea where you would give every citizen, I don't know if it's $50 or whatever, and you could take that money and you could put it to whatever politician you would want, and that would be the money. Well, you could still have dark money and all that, but the way he did the math, he was like, if you give every voting person the money, they collectively would have more power than the dark money. Yeah. So uh, you have to yeah. have money in there. I thought it was pretty funny that, like, the only uh, the only uh, politician talking about math in, like, 70 years was an Asian. <laughs> I thought that, he was, like, the only one. It's like, it's like math. Like, what are the UVI's? Like, I, you know, yeah. I was anti-Yang at the time because I was more anti. I, I'm still anti-socialist. I'm not a communist. But at the time, I was more just like, it's wrong because it's socialism. No handouts. And I still feel that way. But I, I'm, I like radical ideas more than I used to. And I thought that that was, it shook it up. And I thought that um, I, I, I should have been more Yang Gang at the time. Like some really good, like Fuentes was Yang Gang for a little bit. Did you know that? Yeah, for a very yeah. little bit. Very but little. Yeah. I, yeah, I was too, but I'm off that train. Yeah. He is a waffler. He yeah. recently bigged up Liz Cheney. I don't know if you saw that. He tried to prop her up as some courageous representative. But that's a good example of why I listen to everyone.
Andrew Yang is an idea guy. Mm. He's got some great ideas, no matter how waffle-like he is. Mm, yeah, and yet, so you listen to everybody. That's cool that you have a. I hope that 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 I hope that that the same thing happens to you that happened to me. Like when I was, because our arcs are very similar. I don't think I was ever a AOC or like when I was a liberal, AOC wasn't even around. So I was watching like MSNBC and stuff like that. Then I became a libertarian, and then I went you know far right or whatever. So I, I hope the same thing happens to you. Um, but. <laughs> One thing you said on Tim Pool, and then we'll move on to our other topics. You said something very interesting, uh, uh, and I, I don't know if I wrote down the quote, but you said something like you have you made your own definition of wokeness, and it was something like something to do with religion, where you outsource your value system away from God or something like that. Do you remember what that what you said there? Absolutely. Okay. I've been thinking about this a lot, okay. and I have the definition. I'm going to make a definition on my website, middlemaga.com, and a dictionary, a dictionary reference point for these terms. And I really thought through wokeness, because wokeness can happen from any side. It's not just a left thing, in my opinion. Okay. So my definition of wokeness is when you allow an authority outside of God to define your morality. Mm. That's the definition of wokeness. For me. Interesting. Yeah, for you. Yeah. Do you think that that, and that, is that based on what you observe them doing, regardless of whether they say it. Because no one really ever, they might say it's, you know, it's equality or it's, uh, they, they say all kinds of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But, like, so it, this is how you observe the people that are called woke or that are acting in that manner as behaving? Is that? Yes, yeah. absolutely. And it, it's on both sides. I'll use Elon Musk as an example. Uh, he's done some things that overlap with me with free speech. He's let some people back on the platform that should have never been banned. But I still think he's woke because, you know, when he said, well, Ye can't come on the platform. Why? Because he incited violence. How did he incite violence? Because I felt personally like I wanted to punch him. Yeah. That, that, that is wokeism. He's, yeah. I don't know what authority it is, but that is not God defining your morality. Yeah, I mean, that was to me just immediately discrediting i was when he went on that space and said that i was like dude you're useless i mean I, that was just you know if you look up bitch made in the dictionary it, like it's like what because he incited violence because you wanted to punch him and so does that apply to everyone elon uh like anytime anyone that's just that's what they said punch a nazi why do why do it's like why am i committing violence against trans people because trans people kill themselves. It's like, okay, this is just not fruitful. <laughs> and yeah, so that's it's the same both, take yeah. as Antifa. Yeah, That's exactly. the same thing Antifa would say. Yep. Yeah, 100%. And that's interesting. So, um, so that's your definition of wokeism. I mean, so I don't think I asked you last time, do you, are, are you a Christian? Are you, what religion do you subscribe to? Uh, this, the pandemic has really honed that in. I've always believed in God, mm -hmm. but I do believe Christ is king, so mm -hmm. I guess you would call me a Christian. I'm not any expert in the Bible. I'm not mm -hmm. Bryson Gray. I love that dude is so dope. Um, and, and Fuentes, too. But um, So I, I do have faith in God. I do believe in Christ. I think that's... Uh, mm -hmm. You know what? Actually, I don't... I might differ than some people in the channel. I think the faith in God is more important, even with Fuentes, because I know he talks about, you know... I don't know how we can get into it here, but people who don't believe in Christ as being a special person, being the problem, I don't think that's the problem. I think mm -hmm. they're the people that don't think Christ is a special person 
and they don't really believe in God. Mm. They're not really Jewish, in my opinion. Bryson right. Gray talks about that a lot. Yeah, okay. That's, I mean, yeah, that, that is, I've done, whoo, I've done dozens and dozens of hours on this very topic. Who are the real Jews? Who are the real Jews? Who is the real God? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we're not going to get into that today. Just no. read your Bible and pray, man. I think that, and if you read your Bible, you'll see that Christ is God. And that people that reject him are rejecting God. Um, that's what I. That's what Christianity not is, but that is a tenet of of Christianity. Is that believing in the Trinity and believing that there's one God in three persons. So to reject Christ is to reject God. Um, so so they're in, they're they're um, they're linked in the Christian worldview. But yeah, I mean, do you think that? So we can say certain stuff. Who who's an example of a fake Jew to you? Um, I'm not that knowledgeable. I'm not sure. Um, it, it's more like I'm not an expert here. So let me yeah, just sure. dig. Like people who like um, one of Trump's relative. Did his daughter convert or something? Yeah, Ivanka? Kushner. Kushner. Kush she's married to Kushner, and I guess she converted when she got married. I don't know the whole lore on that, but supposedly that okay. happened. Yeah. So. so Let's say hypothetically someone's not Jewish and they marry somebody who's Jewish and then they all all of a sudden magically poof right. become Jewish and yeah. they don't really have the beliefs. I'm not going to use yeah. her just in general. I don't know if I want to call you a fake Jew, but I think the problem is do you really have belief in God? Yeah. I don't even need you to believe in Christ. I know that's a difference that we we might have, but as long as you believe in God and but what does that really mean even if you believe in God if you're doing bad things, what does that mean? Right. Yeah. It's, it, 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 it comes down to, I mean, this is why there's thousands and thousands of books written on this and there's thousands of years of debate on this because it gets to the nature of what words are, who humans are, what a soul is, what is the most high thing that you can put up in, in, in the world. And yeah, it's a big topic. And it, you know, this is one of the things that I say to kind of dispel disagreements or fights going on in the live chat or amongst people. It, like, mm. They haven't solved it up to this point, and no two people or no live chat is going to solve these type of problems in a five-minute segment, and so we should just be just get along. I mean, so, look, I like e-drama. I don't get along with all kinds of people, but there needs to be a level of graciousness, and this is a thing that I didn't – I was much more militant on a year or two ago where it was like, you're wrong. And Look, I can think you're wrong without being – like, I just like hanging now. I like mm -hmm. hanging, and we can speak our mind, and – and I think that the internet is such a double-edged sword, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But so. I like it. But here's the big picture, though. The, and the reason why I've been pushed more down, down the path, because even my wife's like, you're talking about God more than you mm. used to. Base. What's happening with the one world government and every, every crazy thing that's happening that you talk about, that a lot of us talk about, is a religious battle. Yes. And that has pushed me to yeah. young Fuentes. Mm. That has pushed me to him. Yeah. Because I like how he positions it. He's a Christian nationalist, I guess yep. you could say. Yep. And that's, we are in a religious battle. If you don't believe in God, you could have like James Lindsay. Yeah, he's a great dude, academic. He can create awareness, but he's not going to be a part of this solution. No. He's, he's not, he doesn't believe Man. in God. That It's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, is one thing that I think uh, Christians get really correct is that we all worship something to worship the, the the root meaning of worship is to give ultimate worth to something and you can't live a day without that being true and 
you know, to me, a guy like J James Lindsay is he worships, uh, you know, like a commie, like the idea that a commie is anyone to the left of him. And that there's an arbitrary line where if you if someone's eight, you're a groomer. If they're 12, it's fine. Like, or if whatever, whatever mm -hmm. age, you know, could yep. be 15. It's like so that 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 is an interesting field they're in. But I also I debunk a lot of that stuff even mattering. And it's not from a leftist perspective. It's from a vehemently anti-gay perspective, which I am. Um, yeah. and, and I want to make sure it's clear. I'm not, no diss to, James Lindsay's great. Yeah. And I even, we had a brief interaction on this because I told him, hey, you're not going to be part of the solution because you don't believe in God, respectfully. He was nice. like, yeah, you might. He was like, yeah, you might be right. And I was like, hey, just to make sure it's clear, it was all respect, no diss. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Wow, you're based, man. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so next thing I want to get into um, before we hit on this. Uh, well, actually, yeah, so you were on Tim Pool a four or five days ago, and but this Louder with Crowder Daily Wire thing popped off uh, between now and then. So I guess you were on a couple episodes before. Um, what Do you have a, a take on, on that whole thing? I mean, this oh, is man. one thing that I, you know, I agree with your take on, on wokeness, and I think by your definition – the Daily Wire is woke because they they don't appeal. I don't think they serve God, man. I don't think they, they, they I mean, maybe Crowder doesn't either. But I think this whole industry thing is just is scummy. It's slimy. But what what's your take on the whole uh, Louder with Crowder Daily Wire thing? I think you're absolutely right. I didn't even put two and two together with my own definition. But, yeah, I agree. Daily Wire is woke and that's fine. But I do have I definitely have a take on it, though. The specific part of it that I have a take on is when you get into, there is language in the offer sheet about if Crowder got boycotted. Yeah, I don't know if you talked, so that part and then the social media part. Yep. So if they say, okay, Crowder got boycotted and then if he gets boycotted and he loses revenue, then they say they dock his pay or his fee. And I'm like, okay, but here's, the, and then the, if they can't make the revenue back. But to me, it looks like it's, a what what's the what's the motivation for Daily Wire if they want to back out of Crowder and pay him as little as possible? What's the motivation of them getting him advertisers after he's been boycotted successfully? Because if he if he's boycotted successfully, then of course Matt Walsh could be or anybody else, and they probably don't want anything to do with Crowder because they they are woke as well. So I don't like that language in there. I, I for me I say I went you know I used to work at Boston Market back in the day, and sometimes it would be slow. And they would want to send you home. I need a paycheck. Mm. I work. I told Boss, I, Boss told me, you got to go home. We're too slow. I was like, bro, I'm going to go clean the fridge. And I didn't get sent home. So my point is, Stephen Crowder's not saying I'm not going to work. What he's saying is just structure something so I can do something to make up if that happens. Same with the banning on social media. If he gets banned on social media, he can still do other projects for them. Why does it have to be structured where he's banned on social media, then you just straight up dock his pay? I agree with I, – on those points, I agree with Crowder. Yeah, and I think that that's – and that's exactly what I said, um, not as eloquently, you know, 20 or 30 minutes ago, where, you know, people were like, oh, the amount of money, you know, he shouldn't be whining for this much money. I mean, what what is the amount of money where he should be whining? And is there a level where – you're basically the implication of the how much money it is or isn't implies that there is a price to get you to shut your mouth. Okay? Exactly. And now that, that aside, once you've made that point, I think the only thing that's really important is the point you just made about they people 
you get a strike, you don't get you get your pay doc for 90 days. Dude, they give out strikes for some bullshit. <laughs> and they give out some strikes for not some bullshit. Like there's no consistency. There's no they it's they do whatever they want basically at any time, especially if you're higher profile. And have you gotten a strike before? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah I got multiple yeah. all of them BS. Yeah. If I got a strike even even though I don't believe in this censorship. Mm. If I got a strike where I I broke the rules. I would tell you I broke the rules. My bad. I, I'm not. There's no reason for me to lie about that. I got between two channels, three strikes that were all BS. Yeah. Complete, clear nonsense, nonsensical BS. Right. I kind of know why, because I was t I was getting on topics that might have been a little uncomfortable. Yeah. But um, I think Crowder's right. It, it, what it is, it's it, it's breeding people. Like I, I have a video ready to upload on Brett Cooper. She responded because they were talking about young people in deals. Crowder's like, how are you going to bring up a young? How is the next me going to come up if you're getting the best talent and they have to abide to this contract? Mm -hmm. And Brett Cooper's like, well, you're probably talking about me. He didn't name her name, but Brett Cooper is great. Do you ever watch her? I've seen her. I've never watched her before, but I've seen her. I, I follow her on Twitter. I think. I, I think she's great. So this this is no diss, but she's she's surface level. She doesn't get into J6 like we get into J6. She doesn't get into election integrity. She doesn't get into race. She doesn't get into religion. But she might even be more important because she's very cultural, mm. you know, good looking, maybe makes it appealing for young men and women to be more conservative. But at the end of the day, what Crowder's saying is these deals create butterflies. They they create little cut cute little bunny rabbits, not lions and tigers. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, so I did see, so did you see the cr initial Crowder video, the boring mm -hmm. uh, rebuttal and then the, the second, all of yeah. So I watch I, every minute, all of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I do think that Crowder used some deceptive practices and you, there's a, there's a fine line between deception and, uh, and entertainment, you know, mm -hmm. but I think he did cross it. Um, but I, I, I do think that a lot of the worst people are shilling for the Daily Wire. The, it, to be vehemently Daily Wire in this day and age, I think is, I don't know, it's just cringe. And I don't think, I don't know what the right word for it is, but it's just, you know, I see all the people. It's safe. That, it's safe. And, yeah. and the idea, here's another thing. People are acting like this is this war between two anti-establishment conservative figures. and. No. These are mainstream. These are mainstream. This is mainstream center right, right? Yeah. Like it's not far right, and it's certainly not not center left. They are conservatives in in the may mm -hmm. in the broad sense. But these guys are mainstream. They are worth millions and millions of dollars. Have you ever looked into how Daily Wire got its start? Uh, no. Oh, no. they're totally. They're totally. They're dude. They're they're on China money. They they they. Mm -hmm. You got to look into how Daily Wire started. They started um, from these billionaire like oil guys who were who got money from China or like got were successful in China. And yeah, look into that. I mean, that's that's a deep dive. But Daily wow. Wire is, you know, in some ways I like I put out a tweet the, the other day that the 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 center right is la the, the far left is more based than than the center right, in my opinion. Um now, I don't like their politics, but I think, like, you know, for instance, like, someone like Ilhan Omar, that chick is kind of based, dude. She, it's not good. I don't agree with what she has to say, but she's, she's about her own people. She helps her friends and hurts her enemies, and mm -hmm. she has an ideology. I guess, does that make sense? 
Oh yeah, that's a hot take. I like that take. Um, I know I know exactly how you mean it too. Yeah. So that resonates with me. Um, I think even more the Kim Iversons. I would put in that. Do you watch Kim? I, I don't. I don't. Kim Iverson. I know the great. name. I know the name. Yeah. Um, Kim yeah. Iverson, Jimmy Dore types. Um, I like Jackson Jimmy Dore. Hinkle. I like Jim, I like yeah. Jackson Hinkle. I like. Jackson I Hinkle's like these, great. these far left types. Mm-hmm. I like them. They they criticize the left so much. Um, and I just am very anti foreign intervention. So if it's one of these these uh, foreign policy not wonks but people that focus on what we're doing abroad. Jimmy Dore is a perfect example of that. I, I, I really like what he has to say, and I think there's a little bit of you know, horseshoe theory going on where the far right and the far left can, can agree on a lot. Um, but, yeah, the center, it's, it, it, I think it's true that when a tree rots, the center rots first. Um, mm. And that's an analogy that, that you know, I like to say. Gotta be, uh, I think that in a year you'll be uh, goose stepping with us, you know, wearing a KKK hood. You know what I mean? I, I, I think that's true, man. You I got think me that, in the. What's the I'm guy? I'm gonna go on YouTube with the hood on and yeah. everything. <laughs> what is the guy from Chappelle Show? Um, I always forget his name. The, the black black right supremacist. I forget um, the name, yeah. but I know what you're talking <laughs> Someone's about. Someone's gonna say it in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's cool, man. So I think what with you know before we get into the race thing. I just want to talk a little bit about the globalists because you mentioned earlier that this one world government, I mean, it's kind of going on in, in Davos right now, the World Economic Forum. I personally think that the World Economic Forum having a ton of power is a little bit of a distraction because they're a forum. Now, the people that go there have a ton of power, and, but people love to be like, oh, Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab. But Klaus Schwab just talks and I guess he influences people, but it's really the people that go there that have a lot of power. But and you mentioned last time that that you think China's I don't want to you know butcher your words, but trying to take over the country. So what you know, I guess I'll start with this. Do you think the people pushing for this global one world government are the the biggest enemy to be fought in this sphere? It's hard. I'm not 100% sure, but I think China, for me, is more of a threat. Mm. Um, I look at, just, just look at TikTok, for example. Just, just one, this is just one avenue. There's so many others. We, you even see it with Biden and these, um, the documents. His, his thing there at UPenn was funded through China. But let's look at just TikTok. Data is, and this is what they talk about in the One World Government meetings. Data is like oil. It is the resource that is worth a ton. It's why Trump has truth to collect data more than anything, in my opinion. And you look at TikTok, China owns the company, and they're collecting billions and billions and billions of data points from the United States and other countries. And are we getting anything like that from China back here? No. Uh, so it's not the it's not the one world government forum. I'm looking yeah. at who's making the moves, mm. and it's the CCP. Yeah, I mean, so you know, just to kind of ask a couple questions about that. So, the data, you know, what in what way does the data become, you know, oil you can burn and run an engine on, uh, do, even dollars you can buy tangible things with. I guess that data can be kind of leveraged into dollars which can be spent on real things like bullets or oil or something like that i don't really understand how that them getting our data is harming us that much oh please let me yeah please yeah, let me please, explain yeah because i actually just don't it know is, the answer to that yeah i mean when you look at it they took down the statue of thomas jefferson from new york city hall they replaced the statue of abraham lincoln 
in Boston with that ugly ass MLK statue. They were that statue was replaced by a stat from a the, the original statue was Abraham Lincoln celebrating the Emancipation Proclamation. Mm. You could not China. I don't. I'm not. I don't know if China is behind that directly, but just hypothetically, the CCP. It would be impossible for them to put together an army to come to shore and to take down the Thomas Jefferson and the Abraham Lincoln statue and replace it with this nonsense. That it wouldn't be physically possible. Yeah. They believe in the art of war. Mm. You conquer your enemy with no force, efficiency. The future is artificial intelligence. Data is the data is the fuel for artificial intelligence. And let me do, do one with Tesla, for example. Tesla has cars that can drive around on their own. You still have to be in the car. How are they doing that? Billions and billions of data points being filled into them. And that's the same thing I think China's doing. They know where we are, they know how we sleep. They they can send us videos to probably get increase our divorce rate. I would be able I would bet my whole wallet that CCP has enough data right now to update TikTok and say we want the divorce rate in the US to be about 60% and they could do it like that. Mm. That's a very interesting take. So so just to mirror it back to you to make sure I'm tracking with you right. So you th saying that, for lack of a better word, subversion, okay? Whether it be the race, racial thing, like, you know, the, the BLM thing, or, and it doesn't necessarily have to be centralized or whatever, but the, the subversion of the family, the subversion of values um, is being, being flipped and it's China behind it because of data. Is that... Is that kind of am i tell me if i butchered that but no that that's absolutely right i mean wow. it's, it's more than just that but artificial intelligence is so powerful they they don't want to drop a nuke on the u.s mm. what what good does that do you ruin the land you get the people it's better to be able to manipulate the population and we're clearly being manipulated we can't do anything like what we do like what they're doing to us we can't do to them yeah, that's very interesting because, you know, uh, I totally agree, except on the China and the data thing. And I think it's Jews. <laughs> like, I think it's, it's, it's not all Jew, but it's Jewish power. And like, I agree with everything you just said, um, but I just have not seen, like, I, and I've read The Art of War. I totally understand that if you, the best way to conduct a war is to not even fight it, right? That's the thing that's from the, the art of war. And I think it's, it's Jewish power, it's Jewish values, and it's already been accomplished. It's not 10 years in the future, it's right now, because we're not a Christian co country. We don't, we're not a country that, that ha has Christian values, um, and it's happened inside of the... So I guess in, in a certain respect, I do agree with you on the data, but it's, it's like who controls the truth industries. If you think about what... what industries who's in charge of the truth it's government yeah. it's media it's well media is a big sphere but it's the information it's the information flow and then it's the court of popular opinion and i see these things as very jewish controlled not not uh not necessarily china but there's also if you look into the it's called the chisraelis that is the the alliance between israel and global jewry and china and they are they collaborate on a lot of stuff 
Um, it's very interesting. I've never heard someone explain it like that. Where So you think that they get the data or they not necessarily even get the data. They produce the information through influence. The fact that they own TikTok, that they own so much. Uh, see, I don't know the paper trail. I don't know the how much they own. I know they all own a lot of real estate. I know they mm-hmm. own a lot of Africa. You ever heard, you ever looked into that? How much of Africa oh, yeah. China owns? So that's interesting. Huh. Yeah. I, well, I can respond to your yeah. the, the Jewish comment. Yeah. The the for me, and I I leave room to be wrong. I'm going through this stuff just like yeah, you, and I think sure. you're probably ahead of me in this journey. But I've thought about this because um, I, Jonathan, uh, I forgot his last name, but from the ADL, yeah, Greenblatt. he was on the breakfast. Yeah, who? Jonathan Greenblatt. Greenblatt was on the with the Breakfast Club recently. I don't know if you saw that. It was a great eye-opening interview. Dude. But here's here's my takeaway from it: is you saw the black identity, which I do not associate with, just in case people are wondering, and the Jewish identity battling it out. Yeah. On that show, I like that. To, for me, I think the CCP is above both of wow. them. Wow. They okay. are both tools. Wow. And you might argue that the Jewish identity, see, that's what they're, they're battling. Is the Jewish identity more powerful than the black identity? But they both subscribe to a, a higher master, in my opinion. Okay. So here's here. And I've thought about this before because I used to be a lot more. I mean, I talked to a lot of like normie conservatives that aren't even on the internet and they're all on this China thing. And I've thought about it a lot. And what the way I view it is that China is like outside of the hierarchy. That's the way I kind of view it. They're definitely a threat to global hegemony or American, whatever. China is, they're kind of badass, dude. I kind of respect China in a lot of ways in the same way I respect like the far left. They're doing their thing, but they're not as much part of the, the, they're not part of the West. And the West is this global liberal thing, small L liberal where it's mm-hmm. everyone from Joe Biden to Donald Trump to Benjamin Netanyahu to, to a certain extent, well, I mean, that's what the war in Russia, I believe, is over. It's, it's, that Z- it's Zelensky, and I view Russia as also an outsider uh, to a certain extent, not as much as China because they're not as powerful, but that sphere of small-L liberal, liberalist globalism I think is Jewish-owned and operated. But China, in a way... I don't think they're above it, but I think they do kind of rival that. I mean, I do agree that they kind of do want to take over the world, but I think so does Jewish power. Well, what I think is Jewish power has, and it's been that way for about 80 years. Like post-World War II is is been Jewish controlled and operated, but I I see them as rivals. Um, But you make a good point about that Breakfast Club thing. That is like the, the, you ever heard of the, the Black Jewish Alliance? No. Well, that's not an actual like organization, but that's mm. an implicit relationship that's been going. I mean, the, the civil rights era um, made by Jews, the the NWA, NAACP started by Jews, feminism started by Jews, abortion, uh, women's right to vote, which is feminism. But it's it's many things going back many years. But there's the Black Jewish Alliance is uh, there was a struggle for dominance in uh, what year? I don't know who the, who was between, but there was it was basically like the intellectual blacks teamed with the Jews versus essentially black nationalists or black supremacists. Not and that's not a pejorative. I have no problem with that. Um, then this is in the '40s or something like that. But yeah, look in the, into the Black Jewish Alliance. But I will definitely keep my eyes open to be more red pilled on China 
because I respect you. I know that you've 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 researched this a lot and kind of done videos on it. So um, so you see that struggle just to kind of mirror it back to you again. That was going on. The Breakfast Club is China being above that, huh? You, you raise a good point. I, I that's how I viewed it. But mm. I agree with you. They're definitely outside of it. Yeah. And here's what I look at. I look at who do you challenge? Like who does who challenges who? Mm. Does does the Jewish identity and and when I say that we're talking about this intersectionality. You have black identity, Jewish, LGBT, whatever. Does the Jewish identity ever go after the CCP? Maybe they do, and I'm not aware of it. No. Um, I don't know about – that would be interesting. I mean, I certainly don't speak, uh, speak Chinese, um, but I would wonder, wonder what China, Chinese – the equivalent of us in China. Now, China clamps down on information a lot, a lot more. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't – I would not expect there's an equivalent of us over in China. It's probably state-controlled media, mm -hmm. but – People meeting it, you know, the common Chinese commentator, what they would have to say about Israel and the Jews. Yeah, but the, the, Jewish yeah, the Jewish identity that I'm aware of, it feeds into any narrative, cabal narrative that we get in America, whether it's AG LGBTQ or whatever it is, whatever. If it's the war, Ukraine, Russia, they've side on the right side. Like, they always, even... Um, anti-Trump. Trump, there's probably never been a more Jewish-friendly president than Trump, one of the most. And they, in that interview on the Breakfast Club, the ADL dude turned on Trump. I'm yeah. like, damn. Yeah. So my point is, they never, who are they aiming their ire at? It never goes to the CCP. What they have in common is, I, I think that's maybe because the CCP doesn't, and I, this literally maybe, I don't know, but the, the, the Chinese, they, they just do their own thing. But people in the West, there's a lot of people speaking out, like threatening Jewish power right now. So that why would they focus on someone? I think they're. I gotta look more into the the Chisraeli alliance because I think a couple people in the chat are bringing up how they just work together. But I I'm not knowledgeable enough on that. But my yeah. No, well, let me ask you this yeah. because I'm just thinking through it like you. Sure. Looking at. There's obviously an attack on the West right now. Another reason I've been pushed towards Nick Fuentes, he fully understands that, articulates it better than anybody, that there's a full-blown attack on Western culture and ideals. Uh. And the opposite of the Western culture and ideals is the Eastern philosophy of collectivism, just mm. like Neil deGrasse Tyson was on with uh, Patrick Bett David recently and was literally trying to promote collectivism. That's an that's a Eastern philosophy thing. And who's attacking the Western culture? I think the Jewish identity is perfectly fine with Western culture being attacked from LGBTQ, Black Lives Matter, whatever else. Mm. Um, and who benefits from Western culture being attacked? It's got to be the East. Yeah. So do you think that Western culture is somewhat synonymous with individualism? Absolutely. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But is that all? Do people disagree with that? No. I mean, I mean that's I, the funny. No, I, I just think that's the problem with it. <laughs> Oh. I think that's the issue. I don't like that part of it. I think that's the worst part of it. Um, Wait, are you going to go down the authoritarian route? Oh, what do you mean? Oh, I am an authoritarian. <laughs> I mean, like a good, I mean, like a righteous one. I want a righteous, I, I want a Christian king, dude. Yeah. 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 I mean, like it's not, I will also think about this. Collectivism, in the, you can have a, a authoritarian that's either collective or individualist. I mean, if you have a king that's only looking out for like him and his, that kind of is an individualist. Um, he's looking out for him and his. But also you could have a Stalin type that 
collectivizes and like kills a bunch of people. So I don't mm-hmm. think that that individual liberty is. I don't think that collectivism is necessarily has to be authoritarian. I think that it has been a lot in the past. But when I say uh, collectivism, I just think that I don't think that the individual is the building block of society. I think that the family is. Um, Mm. And much like an atom is the building block of matter, but something things make up the atom, protons, electrons, and neutrons. But those three things are not the building block of of matter. The atom is. Um, And I feel the same way about individuals in the family. I don't think that the individual... Um, is uh, yeah, I'm not an individualist. I don't know if I'm a collectivist mm. in the way, like you know. No, I'm, I don't think you, know, you don't yeah. sound like a collective. No, so you but, would want to rewrite the uh, Bill of Rights then? Sure, yeah. But yeah. that's interesting because you know Nick talks about it in his live. He's working on it with Ye right yeah. now to rewrite the Bill of Rights. Yeah, yeah. I think that it, I would be fine with it basically being the, the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think the Bible is, you know, the Bible is not. It's certainly not individualist. It's not collectivist in the Chinese sense, but there's, we are, you know, accountable to each other in a very profound way in the Bible. Um, See, that's why people like you are so important to this discussion because you're taking the Overton window. So I won't go as far as you're going, but we're not going to get anywhere better unless somebody is stretching the window out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what Steven Crowder is really talking about, even though he's not obviously out there. He's saying if we're going to be beholden to big tech, we're never going to stretch this thing out to get even progress down that way. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's very cool that you have such a broad, you know, you know, palette of people you listen to. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's very cool. And, you know, uh, so do you <laughs> we'll get to, we're going to get to the race thing after this. But do you still not say Nick Fuentes on your street? Do you say Nick Fury? I'm, I do. I, I I like saying Nick Fury now, but yeah. no, I, I think I've been saying his name now with the demonetization. Yeah. I get I get instantly demonetized. Oh. You probably know as well as anybody. Yeah. Then I have to challenge it, but oh. I think I say his name now. Okay, gotcha. But I don't know if it's been triggering it, so I don't know what words triggered it or not. I know dude, Ukraine. I don't say Ukraine much, dude. If I, it's kind of like uh, what I I've described the online censorship thing. It's kind of like cops and robbers. I mean the. The, the robbers don't know the tactics of the cops unless they have a snitch. So mm-hmm. we, you know, and the, the cops, the cops kind of don't, they only know the robbers tactics if they, from what they observe or if they have a snitch. So we're playing this game of cat and mouse where I don't know, like I'm not a big algorithm guy. That's the reason I don't even upload much of my stuff to YouTube. I just stream. And then after the fact, so I can say whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know about the, there, this is a whole discussion. Maybe next time you come on, we'll talk about just the game and the game being played because that, you know, you have to, you know, if you want to make your living, you got to play the game a little bit. I make my living off of teaching music. So, but even then, I lost 90% of my students after January 6th. So I had to completely start over. Yeah. So there's games. The yeah. whole thing's a game, man. Isn't it crazy? Yep. Real quick before we get to race, yeah. though, I, I did tweet this a while back, man. But the J6 stuff, man, it really it really messes with my mind because I don't I don't know what we should do, but I don't think we've done nearly enough. And uh, I want to hear that. That's why I'm not really a DeSantis guy. I don't really think he's he's about that life. And it's what I'm talking about with J6 is we've let the most courageous people in our country who are standing up for rights for everybody just get figuratively hung out to dry 
Yeah. Some literally um, yeah. in, in suicide. So um, it, I don't think yeah. we as citizens have done enough to have their back, and yeah. it, it does hurt me. Well, yeah, I mean, you mentioned uh, privately that uh, you, I, I, you want me on your show sometimes. So, like, oh, get me sure. on the show. I'll tell you the, as much of the story as you want, give you my thoughts. But I don't – yeah, it is a shame, man. I mean, these people are still – it's – yeah, it's, they're getting – there's a lot of court cases going on right now where they're getting sentenced to three, five, six years. And I'm, yeah, I'm going to jail be. next weekend. I told you that in the DMs, and that's, yeah. that's pretty insane. <laughs> got to be pardoned day one. Mm. Uh, that's why Trump isn't. If Trump's not about that life, I'm not about him. It's day yeah. one's got to be done, pardoned, and move on. That's one of Yay 24's things, man. He, he supports I, the Jason. Yeah. I'm open to Yay 24. Yeah. And, and, and the, at first, the whole I like the guy with the funny mustache thing kind of was like, whoa, <laughs> I'm well beyond that. I don't even care about that anymore. If you see what kind of stuff's going on now, that's nothing. That's based, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's interesting. So, yeah, get me on your show sometime. I'd love to talk to you about it. But Absolutely. I, so the race thing, you know, last time you came on, mm -hmm. you, uh, you clipped a segment from the stream and put it on Twitter, basically outlining, you know, I asked you, do you identify as black or whatever? And uh, you answered a certain, why don't you just give us that synopsis of why you don't identify as black or wh whatever your thoughts are on that for yourself? Yeah, we're in a postmodern society, in my opinion. These words don't mean anything. Mm. We've got to take the meaning back in our own circles. What does, what does black mean? So it just depends on what you mean by black. The way that most people use the term black, I do not. Hell no. Not even close. Because to be black, you have to believe a certain set of beliefs. Mm. It had nothing to do with skin color. So with the, me talking to you right now and my beliefs and maybe even just wearing a super MAGA sweater they probably wouldn't consider me black. I'm fine with that. Um, yeah. But if you ask me if I consider myself black, I'd say hell no. Well, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, because I, I think a lot about this, and I've, I've touched on the race thing for, for a long time, and I used to be one of these people like race. Like, I, I just like the truth, okay? And the, the more I go down on this path, the more I – and I'm not a big science guy either. I believe the Bible, well, doesn't necessarily – Big science as the industry, the Bible trumps that. But in my opinion, the Bible, God created us, God created science, God created race, if that exists. God created the heavens and the earth, the God, God created everything. Now, one thing that I've been into in the last six months is looking at what it says in Genesis about the nations. Now, the nations do not does not mean France and Germany in the modern sense in the Bible. What a nation is is a people group or an ethnicity. Okay, so ethnicities exist in the Bible. So it does kind of I do agree with you on it does we live in a postmodern society. Truth is in the eye of the beholder. Uh, perception is reality. These are very awful things, but it is the the world that we live in right now. But so I'm wondering is, do you think race exists at all? Yes. So how, how would you define that? I'm not an expert in this yeah. topic. So just generally, yeah, sure. how would you describe it? How would I describe race? Okay, interesting. I'm Traits, that type go, of stuff, right? Can we go back to the Jews, man? I'm really better at talking about that. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, so race is, I mean, it certainly isn't just a skin color. I mean, I would say your skin color is one of the, aspects that make up what race is but race is a a set of biological and cultural characteristics that are shared between people that that look
they have a similar shade to them. I've never done that. That was a pretty pretty fire definition for yeah. improvising on the spot. But like that's what I would say. It's a it's a set of biological and cultural characteristics that are shared amongst uh, a people group that has the same shade, a similar shade of skin color. Yeah, if we break it down to that, absolutely. So you believe in that, but oh but yeah, you, mm-hmm. but but you but you're also saying is that the way that the culture war or essentially the mm-hmm. left treats race, it's not even it. It's like you're oh. basically you're not black, you're an Uncle Tom. <laughs> according yes, to them, they've right? they've separated yeah. it mm-hmm. on purpose. And mm-hmm. even um, Nicole Hannah Jones said, "Well, some people can be black, but you might not be politically black." So they, mm. they literally separate the two things out. So that's why I first say uh, you have to define it for me, yeah. then I'll say what I agree. So right. what you defined, yes, I do believe in. Yeah, and so, so what I mean by what I, in that, with that definition, you're black and I'm white. And there's no, regardless of what, you know, uh, any of these, regardless of what Bishop Talbert Swan has <laughs> to say of, about, about you not being politically black or whatever, I believe in race. I think... I do think that spirituality is more important, but um, I think that race is real. Um, I think, God, but I think God is real, and I don't know when the races races started. Um, that's the thing I'm doing the deep dive on. So yeah, I mean, so that's an interesting point. I just don't think yeah. what you're saying is as as real as race. I mean, that is a, an unfortunate reality about the political landscape we're in that you're like not allowed in the club, but you may be like a coon or an uncle tom to them but you're still black yeah. in my opinion um mm-hmm. so so i don't know like so does that make sense oh yeah yeah so here's my thing is because we're in post-truth is that's how we have to kind of have these conversations it might not be exciting for everyone but now we can say oh that's your definition of black yeah, yeah absolutely that's why when i just say it generally i'm like i don't know what you mean yeah yeah, yeah that's so, a good point so, i mean it's usually to yeah. people outside of like people who think critically you know right uh, yeah i mean and this is one of the reasons i started a talk show and i like interviewing people is because you know it you know even if you sit down to dinner um if you sit down to dinner with your family how much time you got i mean 45 60 minutes i mean are you and and during that time you know you're gonna ask about the day you're gonna have some small talk at what point i'm like yo what you think about race and iq like <laughs> You know, like, yep. so like it, it, we're like in an elevator pitch society is my point where it, and everyone also pe- most people are conflict avoidant and they won't just say things we brought up last time about disclaimer culture. They want to qualify things. And um, but yeah, so when you were raised, were you when, like, so let's get into your background as a a black guy or whatever. D- when you were raised, were your your parents like what were your parents like? I mean, both your parents are black, correct? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. They're, so, what was it like? Yeah, they're Jamaican. Okay. Uh, so they were born cool. in Jamaica. I'm was oh. a I'm a born Jamaican, first generation, born okay. in Cleveland. Okay. And uh, they they never, they, you know, one of the things they told me is that it was weird coming here, and playing tennis. We played tennis or played violin, and people would kind of look at you like you're the black tennis player. Yeah. And in Jamaica. Yeah. I mean, most everybody's black. Nobody even looks at it like that. So I probably got a unique view on race based on them because they never looked at these stereo- these American stereotypes and then the American ingrained 
history of slavery. There's the, black Americans have something. I don't know if it's genetic or not, but it's very, very ingrained. And not everybody, but in many of them, about the history of this country and stereotype. Mm. And you have to fit in the stereotypes to be black. Yeah. And I never, I never got any of that. Yeah. Thankfully. It's probably. I was gonna say it's probably why you're so cool, man. Because <laughs> that that thing is just a poison. That yep. that. I mean, I don't. You know. Everyone's going to primarily. So what do you what do you primarily, you know, as a Christian, it says in the Bible too that our identity is in Christ. Now, I still belong to a certain family. I am a white person. I am an American. So I don't think these are intention. These are in intention. Like, I, I think that my identity as a Christian is my primary one. Where do you find your kind of ultimate identity? Where what do you identify first and foremost as? Yes, uh, I definitely agree with that. Uh, I think we're all children of God. Mm. So that's the first primary cool. thing be, be beyond race. Yeah. Um, it, so there's race and there's differences between like where you grew up and, you know, culturally. But I think that's the first thing uh, that keeps that makes us all equal. That's yeah. what really makes us equal. And that's why they're taking equality to mean something else because that takes you away from from that idea so yeah. i think that's the primary thing for me yeah so let me i'm going to share a screen with you and and show you this i'm actually going to put one of your tweets up on the the screen right now right now um i'm not going to play the audio though because if i play the audio um if i share if you hear the audio it, you're gonna have to mute your mic but you, you're gonna know or watch i'm gonna give you an example of you know a, a, a person who is a pastor that i think identifies way more with being with being black <laughs> Than being a pastor so let's let's give you let's go in reverse order uh stuck in the mid you over on twitter says is this real reminds <laughs> reminds me of when i went to my first high, first school dance in sixth grade just awkward beyond belief so let's um so you won't hear the audio but we're gonna play it for the people um What is wrong with that guy, man? Just so inauthentic, disingenuous. Yeah. And yeah. Do you think um, so? So you were you're not you know like you said earlier you're you're have a Jamaican background, but did you guys go to uh, go to church growing up? I went to Sunday school for a while. It was not a we didn't go to church every week typically, but I do remember Sunday school. That's where I learned a lot of the basics. Mm. And my parents really wanted me to wanted us. I have two brothers to get a idea of what church was like. My mom has a unique view on God, which I still kind of hold to. It doesn't match with the Bible, but her view is that everything around us is God. Mm. The nature, trees, the bees, the grass, the dirt. Um, that's her kind of her view on God. And it's in everybody. She, she views, she, she said she believes God is in everybody. Right. Interesting. Did you ever like, what do you think about that? I agree with it. You yeah, agree with I that. do. Yeah. yeah I don't take the Bible literally. Oh. I think it is um, obviously amazing work, stories, um, lessons, but I do believe that I do believe that God is in everybody. Mm. Yeah, I mean, what the Bible teaches about that is that 
God, you know, here's, a, here's an interesting thing that we kind of, to go back 10 minutes or so, where we talked about the West. Well, and, and, you know, it's individualism to you, and, you know, it might be, and the opposite of individualism is collectivism, right? Um, mm -hmm. one, one thing I think, I talk about this about once a week on my show, is that one of the hallmarks of the West, and I think this is a very negative thing, is it, it, it for it, the West is about false dichotomies. The West, the Western argumentation is it's either this or that. And if it's not this, then it's that. But what I think real reality and truth is, is kind of what you're saying about, it depends on what you mean by it. You know, that's a big part of arriving at the truth. But even when you arrive at a definition, there can be a aspect of something and have it not be in that thing also. So let me give you an example. Um, the Bible teaches that, that humans were, were created in the image and likeness of God. So in that respect, God is in all of us. The nature and likeness of God is in all of us. And he created the universe out of nothing. So therefore, in that respect, God is in everything and he's omnipresent. But in another respect, God is a uh, is an entity that is outside of everything. So it's kind of a little bit of both. And I think mm -hmm. that, um, so I, it, it depends on what you mean by it, but there is a, so is God, if you believe in a good, not you, if one believes in a good God, is God inside of evil? He can't be. No. Um, so so that, that's an example of that's him good. not being in everything. So. That's good. Yeah, that's a good point. I haven't really thought that deep. That's yeah. really good to think about. And I'm obviously willing to refine my thoughts because right. I have to really dig deeper into the Bible. Uh, but yeah, that's, those are good thoughts. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I'd spend this is this kind of thing is what I do as a hobby. I mean, I stream mm -hmm. and you know make n-word jokes and stuff like that on air. But like the what I spend my time on because I don't do, consume fiction really. I mean, what I do is I look into philosophy and. Um, yeah, I look into philosophy and uh, I try to, you know, theology is a big thing for me. But I, I, you know, a lot of these things, if you go into the Christian YouTube sphere, there's a video on every single thing you ever, like, is God, is God inside of evil, I'm sure is a name of a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, so the church, so the Sunday school you guys went to, was it a black church? No. It wasn't? No. Okay, cool. No. Yeah, interesting. Do you have any experience going to those, like, all-black AME or, what? you know, there's Baptist churches? you ever been to one of those? Um, I think once in my life. Uh, yeah. It's and I didn't mind it. Uh, yeah. It, you know, it's a different experience, but I don't think there's any wrong way to, to worship God necessarily. I mean, it was right. all positive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been once. Um, a church, the, the problem that I have with church is that, I think it's great. I'm nothing against it, but I don't, I don't put trust in man. And mm. a lot of these political, a lot of these religious figures are, are manipulated, yeah. especially the large churches. 100%. They are completely co-opted. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. How, so, so this is okay. So I, I you know, I'm just going to add, but I'll give you a little, uh, little setup for th this question. I mean, you don't identify as black from the leftist perspective, like you said, but you do believe in race. Um, how do you feel about people saying the N word? Oh, I have no problem with it. Oh, please, everybody say it. Well, yeah. Like, what? It's a word. What do we? Yeah. And I had my time when I went through it, where I was like, okay, if you say it with the A, and you're just, 
and you know all the stupid uh like oh if you do this it's good and then now i'm now that i've matured i'm like if youtube would allow it i'd say it with the er mm, and let's yeah. just say it like what are yeah. we what are we doing we're grown grown ass men and women you ever see this video of this teacher who uh who said oh. it to one of his students <laughs> like that I, like can you lend a nigga a pencil like <laughs> You ever see that? Did you, do you like? I did see, see that you one. You ever see the Boondocks? Um, I clip. It might be the one that I clip. Which one was that? Well, I mean, I'm just saying the show, the Boondocks. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. In, oh, in for general, sure. yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. we we play clips from that all the time. I mean, I don't know. Like, we were gonna watch like a little bit. Probably next week, we're gonna watch this Boondocks Martin Luther King speech. Um, I have not seen all of them. I I watched a few episodes back in the day, and I was howling laughing when i was in high school but then i didn't watch it again until about a year ago i guess it's off do you know anything about the guys that made that show are they leftists or are they do you know anything about the people that made that show um i started from a comic strip is how i knew it um wow. yeah i think they are i think i think they are i think the dude is a leftist i forgot the name wow i completely forgot the name yeah but yeah. but not I don't think he. I don't think he was like uh, necessarily. He was more of like a um, Black Panther type leftist. What? I, th I think. Um, yeah. Oh my God, that's mind blowing. Because it, it, you know, it. It seems like if you were to, if the same show would have been made today, it would have been made by like hardcore, like right wingers like me, that are just kind of mm -hmm. making fun of the whole thing. But um, let me look up this guy real fast. So, Reginald um, Hudlin. No, I think I thought it was Aaron McCruder or something. Am I wrong? Yeah, Who did the sure. comic strip? Oh, the original um, comic strip. Um, I think it's Aaron McGruder. Yeah. Yeah. I did not even know this is a comic book thing. So yeah, I'm. Yeah, throw, yeah. I knew it as a strip. It used to be in the in the newspaper. Yo. It was just a, it was a great comic strip back in the day, before the TV show. Yo, we gotta we gotta watch. Okay, so I'm we're not on the screen right now. I'm on google search right now so i didn't even know this was a a uh so a right to be hostile the boondocks treasury yo we totally gotta gotta read this on air dang that is hilarious yeah, yeah i mean that's one thing that i've said about race uh recently is that you know i get called a racist all the time they're like you want to go back to the 1940s or whatever and in some ways i do not necessarily on on all things but I liked the late 90s, early 2000s. Chappelle show. I don't know if you've ever seen, like, Whitest Kids You Know. Boondocks, things like that. Um, I just want to be able to talk about this stuff again and joke about it. Do you, does that resonate with you? Oh, absolutely. And, and that's what the show was about, really, too. It was pro-black. Mm. You know, they're, they're, the goal is to be pro-black, but in his way, like, a positive pro-black. Like, back in the 90s, where pro-black wasn't really, to me, it wasn't that off-putting. Uh, yeah. yeah, and we all could laugh at each other. You laugh at black people, whatever jokes. And that's what Boondocks was. They couldn't make Boondocks now. They wouldn't come out like this. Yeah. So let me. Uh, so let me do one more thing. Can you uh, go ahead and mute your mic for a second? Because I'm actually mm -hmm. going to uh, share. I'm going to sh share the audio with you on this one too. So this is a. Uh, I had not seen this until the other day. And it. Uh, so this is on CNN. I'm not sure when it happened. Um, maybe, maybe it looks like five, five to ten years ago or something like that. But this is an actual CNN footage. 
and it says a Pennsylvania woman still driving at 103. By his flavor, still driving, still driven at the. And what they do is they cue up some music after she after the the news. Ended. Age of 103, tuned around Coatesville, Pennsylvania, and you know when she's coming. No mistaken, her 79 two-tone coupe de ville. But I think the story here is she's 103, 104 next month, and she looks 25 years younger. Miss Flamer, the shout-outs for you. Why do you call yourself a nigga? Nigga, 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 nigga. Because I'm a motherfucking nigga. Now, on the note of music, we aired some music just a few minutes ago, and obviously, for those of you that heard it, it was the wrong music uh, that aired, and we apologize for that. It was a terrible mistake, and we're working very hard to make up for it. Back after a quick break. Me too. I'm. I'm. I too. Okay, cool. You can uh, unmute now. If you that was to. too hilarious, Have man. Have you seen that, that before? Was... No, I've never seen that, dude. That is so crazy. It's just like we're working very hard to make up for it. Um, yeah, I just like the bloopers, man. That's pretty. That's pretty funny. I mean, so what do you? You know, what do you like? So if, if you know, if in the leftist perspective, you don't identify as black, but you acknowledge there's this thing called race, and you're a part of a certain race, and you know the word for it is black. I mean, do you? Like, what do you care about as a as a part of that race? Do you care about that at all? Like, like not not care. Like, do you like to me? I think that white people are being erased. I think that white genocide is going on. I think they're trying to. They, I believe in the quote great replacement, um, and I care about that on one hand because I'm white. But if it were happening to any people group in the way it, it is, I would I would care. So, what do you? What do you care? What do you care about as a black man? That's what I'm really saying. Yeah, yeah I, it's clearly. I mean, the this replacement theory, however you want to talk about it, in that way, like you said, is. I mean, it's obviously happening. I don't know who's questioning if that's happening, like authentically. Um, if anybody says it's not happening, they're probably ignorant or inauthentic, malicious in nature. Um, and th so I don't care about race, but I do care about that kind of you know, unfairness mm. happening. And then me wondering, why, why is it happening? And for those who don't care that there is this washing away of just like a straight white male, um, just be, just understand that it's gonna, the arrow is gonna come for you at some point. Right. The, you know, the hierarchy pretty much is like straight white male, straight white female, and then straight black male. So if you're a black, if you're a straight black male, you're not that far away from getting these slings and bows and arrows. Yeah. You're going to have to identify as something else. So I definitely care about that. Mm, yeah, cool, man. Yeah, dude. Yo, you're a real one, man. And I don't mean like in the black set. I mean, you're just a real <laughs> dude. You, you, like, you, you like, you're one of the good ones. Yeah. You're, <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's just good to have a conversation with a real one, dude. There's, there's, mm -hmm. and, there, and what I would like to do is, you know, because I talk about like the Jews or like Jewish power so much. I would like to see if there, if there's, yeah, I know there are like, for instance, uh, you know, Darren Beatty from Revolver. Oh, yeah. He's mm -hmm. Jewish. That dude is incredibly based and has awesome Laura Loomer, tics. Laura Loomer, dude. So mm -hmm. it really it's about like this is one of the reasons that I'm kind of a collectivist because I well, I'm not a collectivist. I think that talking about groups is more effect, more effective and more. Mm -hmm. Like, you'll never get anywhere if you just talk about individuals. I, I don't think it's the ultimate reality to, found, to be found in individuals alone. And that's one thing I don't like about Tim Pool. It's because Tim Pool, 
he, he'll say something like the white vote or the black vote, but when you talk about Jewish media, it's all just individuals. So what is that? Yeah, I agree. I, I liked him, respect him a lot. Yeah. That, that is an area where we disagree. Right. If you're going to break up there, you got to break up, and that's why the yay interview kind of ended too. Mm, yep. Yeah, that mm. was uh, that was crazy. So let me just check my notes real fast, see if there's anything that I love, because we're going to play a game at the end here. Yeah, we covered all of it. Okay, so I'm going to um, throw a little bit of background music on that you're not going to hear. Um, but let me show you this thing, because it's, it's going to get a little personal. Um, if you want to opt out of answering a question, that, that's your, that's your um, prerogative. But we're going to play Red Flag Bingo. I played this mm -hmm. the other day, and we're going to see if you are, uh, are a red flag <laughs> as a person. Um, <laughs> so let me make this so passy. So I actually, just full transparency, I did not get bingo. I, it was close, but I'm going to ask you some stuff. If you don't feel, if you want to answer, answer. If you want to opt out, um, you know, like, so yeah, you, I'm, you seem like an open book. I'm now, open. Now, here, okay, so here's an interesting point. I've never seen you you uh, stand up before, and I'm going to guess you're, like, 6'2". Uh, just six feet. Six feet. Okay, yep. gotcha. Okay. Now, so you're not you're not short. Oh, no, you, you're not short. Okay, not yeah, short. Yeah, I'm not short. Yeah. All right, not short. Um, No Netflix subscription. Yeah, I do have it. For wife and kids, yeah. Okay, so that's not, a, and there's there's a little bit of oh, like so I don't double have negative thing. So if okay. you if you do not have a Netflix subscription, we check so this no. box, but you do. So are you a yeah. virgin? I'm assuming. No, you're married. Yeah, I got two kids. Oh no, you're not a virgin. I did the same thing. Yeah. I'm not yeah. a virgin. Yeah, don't check it. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do you have weird sexual kinks or depravity? Not really, man. So no. No. Lots be a blank. Free, yeah, I, I think that you're not. You're gonna be less of a red flag than me. Mm. Um, lots of free time. Uh no, nope. nope, nope. Has picture has a picture with guns. Nope. Dang. Makes less than thirty k a year. Nope. Watches documentaries. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Me too. So, yep. so, so, yeah. Love documentaries. Yeah. Poor hygiene. Uh, I think it could be better. I'll say yeah. I'll, I'll admit that. Since the pandemic, it's not. It hasn't been as tight as it should be. <laughs> okay, gotcha. All right. So poor. I actually did yep. not check that one. Um, someone, some people said I should, but I, I did not check that one. <laughs> Do you have a desktop PC? Damn. No, I don't anymore. You, you're out. You're no. operating off a laptop. Dang. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, no or inactive social media. So I'll, uh, no, so wait, no, you That's do have yeah. active social media. Yep. I get caught up in these double negatives. Mm -hmm. Okay. Send, spends more than two hours on a computer per day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you sexist? No. Okay. Boo. I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's do boring. You, uh, do you have a car? Yes. So that's okay. blank. Okay. Are you either overweight or underweight? Yes. Definitely okay. overweight. You're overweight. About 20 pounds overweight. Okay. Yep. Yeah, me too. Um, are you religious? Mm, probably not in the way it's, they're talking about. Right. Do you have an Android slash dumb phone? Mm. Like a flip phone or an Android? I have an Android. Yeah, I don't yep. know why they did that. Androids are, are all right, but uh, yeah. this is their test. Um, <laughs> do you live with your parents? No. Okay. Do you rarely go outside? I do walk the dog every day, but I'm just going to say, I'm going to check that. I don't go outside as much as I should. I, I, was, I was saying that, like, something, like, under 45 minutes a day is rarely. Or, like, less I'm, than I'm more than 45 a day, but I yeah. still want to check that. You want to check that? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. too rare. Do you laugh at disabled people? Um, 
I would say yes. I mean, it's just not not out. You know, I don't want to be rude or anything, but I would check yes. It happened before. Oh, there was a TikTok that was so funny. You know how they do it with little people. So I would definitely check. Well, they're not disabled, but yeah. check it yes. Well, mm. I, I, <laughs> I guess you could. Yeah, I think that qualifies, right? Mm -hmm. uh, are you racist? I don't believe so. Don't no. believe I checked that one. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I checked that one. But it's like, I don't mean in the sense that the yeah. left would say. I just think that. I think that if you think race is real, if I were taking this test for you, if you were asking my opinion about you, I would check that for you. Um, I will check it then. I'm because yeah, I check think it. you think race is a like biological reality. Yeah. Then you're you're racist. Um, yep. Yeah. Are you hyper hyper political? Wow, it's almost a. Isn't that almost a bingo? Yes, that's clearly true for me. So okay, you can check that. Okay, so I think right now you cannot get it unless you get all these in a row. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, do you do drugs? Nah. Okay. Do you, do you masturbate daily? Nah, that's <laughs> not good. Yeah, not good. Um, visi a visible tr pile, visible trash pile in your room. If I lived by myself, yes, but with my wife, no, yeah, not at all. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I'm gonna. <laughs> you're not. You'll hear this in the playback, but there's an applause, applause break happening right now. Oh, seven to the chat for. Uh, for middle MAGA not being a, uh, a filthy red flag guy or whatever, um, so that's cool, I almost man. got there, right? If I had, if you I didn't close. have Netflix, yeah. yeah. If you had, yeah. If you had, if you didn't have Netflix, you would have gotten it, yes. And mm. if you would have been, if you would have lived with your parents and been religious, you would have gotten it as well. Um, mm. Yeah, geez, I, I don't know who made that, but I, I could make a better one. A lot of the, some of those are. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. No inactive. Yeah, I don't know. Um, do you know what a chud is? No. <laughs> it's something that um, leftists call people like me and you. If you say something, they'll. So a chud is a cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. And it's just a person that they say, like, has a ne neck beard, lives in their mama's basement. But it's usually a right winger. So I think mm -hmm. if, if you didn't show your face and you just like gave your Twitter takes, they would call you a chud. Ah! Yeah, they would. Yeah, I'll, I'll own it, man. Whatever you, whatever people want to call me, I'll own it. Yeah, cool, man. All right, great. Well, yeah, that's that's all the time we got. It was awesome having you on. Yeah, um, yeah hit me up about uh, coming on your show. Um, I'd love to come on, tell the J six story, and I thank you for supporting the J sixers. I mean. <laughs> But the, I mean, the thing is, I don't feel like I have other than talking, which is yeah. better than nothing. But I want to definitely have you on the show, man. Just very great energy takes. Um, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So that's a good final question before we plug your stuff. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Because that's you know, we're both in the commentary sphere. What do you think support beyond talking is looks like for, for a person like us? Yeah, I'm still struggling with that. I think I got to get better at my craft of this is just a hobby for me. I'm not making any living off of it. So, but I got to get better at this craft, but I got to learn what that means. Yeah. Like Eric July made his comic book, Tim Pool's right. doing his coffee shop and skating stuff. What's my thing? It, maybe eventually I'll get there. Mm. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but it has to be something outside of talking. So it could be like starting a business or mm -hmm. maybe w w would you ever consider running for office? No. No. Oh. Politics is a dirty. You talking about mm. politics? Mm. Oh my gosh, politics is the dirtiest. Oh my, I wouldn't wish, wish that on anybody. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I would either. But I mean, maybe local. I mean, it's mm -hmm. probably dirty all the time, right? I mean, I went to, uh, I went to uh, the East Tennessee Republican Club meeting a couple weeks ago, 
and it was depressing, man. These people just mm. don't know how bad it is. They're, they ain't on the internet, so... <laughs> Yep. So yeah. Anyway, man. So yeah. What this will be a podcast. I'll I'll send you it. But why don't you tell the people how to find your uh your material? I'll link it below in the show description. But I want everyone out there in the live chat to check out your work. You do a couple videos a day usually, and uh, they're it's really good material. So where can we find you? And uh, when do you upload and stuff like that? Yeah, I try to do upload every day at 9 a.m. Don't hold me to that too much, but I try to do one daily at 9 a.m. So you can go to middlemaga.com. You can search YouTube for Middle Maga and Twitter for Middle Maga. Those are the best places to reach me. All right, sounds good. All right, well, God bless, man. Thank you for coming on. I'll, you know, I'll be on your show one day, and, and we'll talk soon, okay? Appreciate you. Thanks, All right, everybody. Buddy. All right, see you. Bye-bye. Yeah, Middle Maga in the building. Yes, that dude's awesome. I feel like I talk too much. Not talked too much. I do talk too much. I feel like I talked too much, but he was straight chilling, dude. Like that guy's takes, man. I like Middle Maga's takes, man. He is just a real one. As I said, he's one of the good ones. So that's Middle Maga. You can check him out at middlemaga.com. Stuck in the mid over there on Twitter. Has some great, has some has good shows. He's come a long way in his, I mean, I didn't see him a couple of years ago when he was uh, on the left or whatever, but he's come a long way. I hope, the, I wish the best for him. I hope he becomes a far right uh, Nazi Klansman, white supremacist one day. Goose stepping in solidarity with us. So Middle Maga, everybody.